Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Discriminating audiences at the Sundance Film Festival have discovered one of the most shocking, unflinching, eye-opening films about cops ever made. Do we look like the two dumbest guys in the world to you? Super Troopers. In this town, you don't mess with the law. You know how fast you're going? 65. 63. The law messes with you. Isn't the speed limit 65? Yeah, it is. I'm freaking out, man. Can I please see your license and registration? Perhaps someone spunking and coughing is not a... Ain't It Cool News says funny, funny, funny stuff all over this movie. Oh. Give me a double bacon cheeseburger. Double bacon cheeseburger, it's for a cop. What the hell's that all about? You gonna spin it now? No, I was just telling him that so he makes it good. Oh. Don't spit in that cop's burger. <laughs> Made me laugh out loud. Long and hard. Another highway cop? What are you guys, multiplying? <laughs> They're not just fighting crime. They look like spit to you. Yeah. Damn it, you They're fighting boredom. They're coming back, man! Super Troopers. Cop does what before using his equipment in the field? They test it? They test it, exactly. <laughs> Damn, that's good! Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to cover the movie Super Troopers from 2001. The studio Fox Searchlight Pictures, and the release date was February 15th, 2002. Now, it was originally released in 2001 at the Sundance Film Festival, but for the wide release in United States audiences, it was in February of 2002. The running time, 100 minutes, and the rating of R. The budget was anywhere from $1.5 to $3 million, and the box office took in $18.4 million, making it the 111th ranked movie of 2002, and that was domestic gross. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 35% rotten from 88 reviews. Their critics' consensus is a more miss-than-hit affair. Super Troopers will most likely appeal to those looking for something silly. (laughs) Okay, Captain Obvious. All right, Roger Ebert at the time gave it 2.5 out of 4 stars, and here's his review. Super Troopers plays like it was directed as a do-it-yourself project, following instructions that omitted a few steps, and yet the movie has an undeniable charm. Imagine a group of Vermont state troopers treating their job like an opportunity to stage real-life candid camera situations. Now imagine that all of the troopers have ambitions to be stand-up comics, and that they were inspired to get in the force by watching Police Academy movies. But that they are basically good guys, and that kind of describes it. Now I'm going to remove some of the plot because that's my job. Let's go back to the review. Broken Wizard, I learned, began as an undergraduate troop at Colgate in 1989, and they raised $200,000 to make a movie called Puddle Cruiser, and instead of making a distribution deal, did a campus tour to show it. Super Troopers aims higher. It may spin off a Fox TV sitcom, which, on the basis of this film, might work. Super Troopers has kind of a review feel. There is a plot, which somehow arrives at a conclusion, but the movie doesn't really tell a story so much as move from one skit to another, with a laid-back charm that is more relaxed and self-confident than the manic, laugh-a-minute style of Police Academy movies. No movie is altogether uninspired that includes lines like, Desperation is a stinky cologne. I can't quite recommend it, it's too patched together, but I almost can. It's the kind of movie that makes you want to like it. And that's the end of Ebert's review. So unlike Ebert, 
who wasn't sure if he liked the film. I actually saw Super Troopers in the theater when it first came out, and I loved it immediately. And maybe because I was 23 at the time, and Ebert was probably in his mid-50s, but this was right in my wheelhouse. And I still enjoy this film today, and the other Broken Lizard films as well. Plus, the current TV show, Tacoma FD, with the two Broken Lizard guys, Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy, is terrific as well. It's right in the vein of Super Troopers. I'll chat in a little bit about the Broken Lizard comedy troupe, but the film was written by the troupe and directed by Jay Chandrasekhar, who plays Ramathorn in the movie. Alright, let's get into the making of the film. So Broken Wizard, again, started at Colgate University, but it was called Charred Goosebeak, and the main players graduated and moved to New York City, where they performed on stage and made short films as Broken Wizard. Super Troopers is actually their second feature film. The troupe consisted of Trandesikar, Kevin Heffernan, Steve Lemmy, Paul Soder, and Eric Stolhansky. Jay and Eric were roommates at Colgate. So that's why they decided to be trooper partners in the film, sort of like going with the Chips 5 of Ponch and Baker. Brian Cox, who plays the captain for the troopers, was a big Jerry Lewis fan, which is why he wanted to do the film and break out a bit into a comedy role. The guys were going to ask Cox to grow a mustache for the film, but they chickened out, and at the end, they were just happy to have him in the film. The first draft of Super Troopers was eight mini-scenes put together. The producers wanted to start the film with the Troopers as babies, but the writers knew what they wanted. And so the movie begins with the three stoners, which is based on a true story that Broken Wizard knew from their buddies telling them. So let's get into the film. So it begins with those same three guys that are college-age driving down the road in a small town in Vermont. And an original score from the band 38 Special was written and plays for the film. All three guys in the car are completely stoned. They're smoking joints in the car. Everything's going great until the state troopers pull up alongside them. Panicked, the guys try to ditch their bag of weed the best way their zonk brains can function, and that is have the guy in the back seat eat the entire bag. And if that wasn't enough, the dude in the passenger seat also has a bag of mushrooms, which the guy in the back seat also eats. They ditch another bag of weed and they think they're home free. And then the troopers decide to jam on their brakes to get behind the guys and then turn on their sirens. And instead of pulling them over, they fly right past them. The guys in the car rejoice, but are bummed they just ingested and ditched their drugs. Suddenly, the guys hear quick siren beeps and realize the troopers are behind them again. Officer Ramathorn, that's Thorny, played by Jay Chandrasekhar, and his rookie partner Rabbit, Eric Stolhansky walk up to the stoner's car and ask for their license and registration and how fast the guys were driving. The driver cautiously says, 65? Thorne replies they were going 63. <laughs> Both officers know the guys are stoned out of their minds, and they screw with them, asking if the driver says, yes, sir, or yeah, sure. The driver goes to hand over his registration, and then all of a sudden the troopers drive away. Finally, the troopers decide just to arrest the three stoners. And then all of a sudden, a car whizzes by. And as Ramathorn would say, mother of God. So with the three stoners in the back of the trooper's car, they go into a high-speed pursuit of a white Mazda Miata driving recklessly. As it turns out, the man driving the Miata is Mac, Steve Lemmy, who is another trooper. This is all part of an ongoing bet, which Thorny lost. So while Mac does a few shots at the bar they stopped at, the stoners are still in the back of the trooper's car. So Mac decides to act like he's stealing the trooper's car and head to Mexico with them. <laughs> the snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> Woo! Oh shit! Hey, they killed the cops! Oh shit! Get out the car, man! Oh, man, this is a cop car. This is. Hello. You boys like Mexico? So Mac basically did donuts in the parking lot to the sheer horror of the stoners in the backseat who have no idea what's going on, and we're off and running for this hilariously awesome movie. Next, it's time for some more gambling, this time chugging bottles of maple syrup. One, two, three, do it. Oh, go girlfriend, I'm your mother. Come on, Thorny, you're losing to the rookie, it's embarrassing. Come on, rabbit, you can do it. Oh, rabbit, he's killing you. I got Thorny in front by a lot. What's the matter? Your mama didn't teach you how to chug? Come on, Thorn. Come on, Thorn. Oh. oh. God damn it. Oh. 
all that is man. Every time. Finish it up. See, there you have it. You're doing it all wrong. You gotta open your throat, relax the jaw. Don't forget to cup the balls. <clears throat> and you're never gonna win with those thin little bird lips you got there. See, this guy's got these big old powerful lips. Am I correct, Thorn? So much of my authority is derived from the power right here. Also at the restaurant are the city cops, which of course are the rivals to the state troopers. Waiter, there you are. I will have the enchilada platter with two tacos and no guacamoles, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Chief. I'll take a chinchilla. <laughs> I don't get it. Tacos? They think I'm Mexican. You're not Mexican? Another highway cop? What are you guys, multiplying? Yeah, if they can figure out which hole to stick it in. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? Aha! Hey, I saw that. Sit down, Rando. That's it! For the maple syrup chugging scene, they tried to use iced tea, but it didn't have the correct texture. So both guys ended up really chugging about two bottles of real maple syrup. Of the troopers, the biggest dork who doesn't realize he's one is the incredibly obnoxious Rod Farva, played by Kevin Heffernan. Farva also has some of the funniest scenes. He's like the live-action Eric Cartman in many ways. Anyway, to round out the troop is Carl Foster, played by Paul Soder, who is very laid back. And then we have the leader, Captain O'Hagan, played by Brian Cox. A number one Top Gun cadets, in the name of justice, John Q. Public can trust us. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hail to thee, dear old yeah. Peroon. Hail, 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 Hail to thee. Hail to thee. Hail to thee. Hail to thee. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Bone Deadlies? Did I miss a song? Yeah, oh, sing great. Yeah. Oh, great. Sing it again, rookie biatch. Baba. I forgot the coffee. My bad, Cap. All right, all right. Let's get started. I got the latest shit list, gentlemen. It's down to Flagstone, Deerlick, and us. And if we keep up these low numbers, you can bet your sweet butts we're gonna get the big ugly axe. But who'll bust heads in the highway? The goddamn local cops, that's who. Oh. And you better believe that Grady and his goons have got a copy of this list, so we need to step it up. Who wants cream? Nobody? Okay, no cream. Foster, how many tickets did you issue last week? Uh, I don't have my figures here in front of me. I, Three. I, I can't make them speed. Try hiding. And grow a goddamn mustache, why don't hey, you? Hey, I haven't shaved in two weeks. I swear. I'm, I'm growing mine. Oh, you're growing yours, are you? I'll tell you when it's time to grow a mustache. Coffee rookie. served. Oh, no, no, that's rabbits. That's rabbits. Yeah, okay, I get it. It's rabbits. Oh, look, a bar of soap. Oh, oh, oh shit, I got you good, you fucker. Awesome prank, Farva. Spread the crap you pull, Mac. Look, fellas. Bite it, Rook. Make him look like a dick. Uh, Every Thursday night, I walk into the lodge to play hearts. And they always have my old-fashioned just waiting bite there. I like that. I like it here. Oh, hell! Give me the goddamn soap! We got 50 miles of highway here. That stretch of highway is ours. And I'll be damned if I'll let Grady and those buttheads get their hands on it. Thorny, you're the ranking officer here. Let's do your jobs and keep this place open, huh? Let's do it! Father, your suspension continues. Hit the radio. So after that inspirational speech, Mac and Carl go on duty and decide to play the cat game. And their first victim is played by none other than stand-up comedian Jim Gaffigan. All right, how about cat game? Cat game? What's, uh, what's the record? Thorny did six, but I think you can do ten. Ten? Starting right now? <laughs> ah, sorry about that. All right, meow. And over your license and registration. Your registration? Uh, Hurry up, meow. <laughs> Sorry. Is there something funny here, boy? No, no, no. Well, then why are you laughing, Mr. Larry Johnson? All right, meow, where were we? I'm sorry, are you saying meow? Am I saying meow? I, I, th I thought you... Don't think, boy. Meow, do you know how fast you were going? <laughs> meow, what is so damn funny? I could have swear you said meow. Do I look like a cat to you, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Am I jumping around all nimbly-bimbly from tree to tree? No, no. <laughs> Am I drinking milk from a saucer? <laughs> no. 
Well, do you see me eating mice? <laughs> hey, you stop laughing right now. Yes, sir. Mel, I'm going to have to give you a ticket on this. But... No buts, Mel. That's the law. Not so funny now, is it? Meow, wasn't that funny? <laughs> so according to the guys, they found out from real cops that they do those sort of pranks from time to time when they get bored. Meow. This was one of the first scenes the guys actually wrote. In the meantime, Rookie Rabbit decides to take some not-so-good-natured hazing from Farva. Oh, let me chop it, baby. You got to let me chop it. Thanks for washing my car, Rook. You know what this is? A chamois cloth. Ha! <laughs> Lucky guess. I just lost a buck. To myself. <laughs> Think that's funny, do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I heard something funny about how you got suspended. Something about a school bus full of kids. Oh, you heard that, did you? Let me tell you another funny story, New Jack. Back in 74, the great Charlie Rich was named Country Musician of the Year. Then in 75, he had to hand the award off to the new one. And you know who that was? Mr. Sunshine on my goddamn shoulders, John Denver. Really? <laughs> Can you believe it? Wow. Replaced by John fucking Denver. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll be damaged if Mr. Rich didn't pull out his cigarette lighter right there and light that award on fire in front of everyone. You get it? So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? I'm saying when my suspension's up, you better watch your ass. Or you'll light my ass on fire. <laughs> you wanna go, mister? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You wanna take one? Oh, you smell huh? pretty. Oh, yeah? Make your first move, oh, baby. Oh, yeah, it's a while. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, to break up the honking convention, yeah, but we got a 1092. You want to take this one, Rock? Hell yeah! I bet you do. Go! Nice wax job, Rook. Thanks, sir. <laughs> the troopers answer call of a woman found dead in a Winnebago with a live wild hog in the back of the camper. Also on the scene are the city police, and after arguing about whose case it is and whose jurisdiction it is, both forces get into a huge brawl. Now, the captain is less than pleased because the brawl got into the papers, and now the troop is one step closer to getting shut down. Of the city cops, the only cool one is Ursula Hansen, played by Marissa Coughlin, who is the dispatcher. Carl, from the troopers, of course has a crush on Ursula and tries to flirt with her, but often fails miserably. Though you can tell she is kind of amused. Ursula is also frustrated that the guys on the city force do not take her seriously, and she can never get a chance to get promoted. How about a little pep? <laughs> you want to move that, buddy? Now? So, about my field time. Yeah, 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 I'm thinking a lot about that. Uh, I think I might be able to talk to Grady for you. The pink stick? Eat it or lose it. Hey, shut your pie hole, buddy. I mean, because I, I'm, I'm ready to go out on patrol. You know, I'm going nuts being on the radio all the time. I'd really like to get some field work. Yeah? Well, why don't you take your radio and go stand in a field? <laughs> Move that gigantic cotton candy! God damn it! How's the view from Sugar Heaven, bitch? Next, it's back to Carl and Mac in the pullover games. This time, it's the repeat game, which doesn't go as smoothly as the cat game. You, uh, wanna do repeat? Why do you wanna do repeat? No, I've been thinking a lot about what the captain said. I'd like to play it straight this time, okay? Okay. For O'Hagan. For O'Hagan. Good morning. Would you mind stepping down from there with your license and registration? Sure, I was just kind of... Would you mind stepping down from there with your license and registration? Yeah, no problem. Excuse me one second. Excuse me one second. No? Did uh, I do something wrong, officers? Because I know I wasn't speeding. 
Why didn't you weigh in? Yeah, why didn't you weigh in? Did I miss that weigh station? They got me running so many miles, I just must have dazed out and well. I'll pull into the next one and get weighed up, okay? What are you pulling back what there? What are you pulling back there? Well, uh, mostly just soap, I think. Why don't we Why take, take a, a look? look? Uh, listen, officers, I'm on a really tight schedule and I Let's really need go, to... Let's go, Mr. Galikanokas. What? You heard him. Let's go, Mr. Galanook. Up on up. Okay, silly dilly dokio. I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's true. Sorry about the light there. I have a flashlight in the cab. Hey! Oh, Mr. Galakinokas! Mr. Galakinokas! Should have seen that coming. You should have seen that coming. It is time to stop now, Mac. It is? Time to stop now, Mac. <laughs> Two hours later, Thorny and Rabbit open up the back of the rig and let Mac and Carl out. Awesome. Afternoon. Hey. hey. Ah. Stinks like sex in here. <laughs> well, as it turns out, the guy was, of course, not hauling soap, but reefer, as Thorny called it, which is packaged with a monkey sticker on each bundle. The same monkey logo that was tattooed on the dead woman found in the Winnebago. There are 150 kilos of weed that were found in the truck. So the good news is that the pot bust looks great for the troopers, and the mayor is stoked about the good press. Next, Thorny and Rabbit are on patrol and pull over a frisky German couple going way too fast in their Porsche. And Rabbit is in charge of this one. Twenty-three. That Porsche is hot. Are you sure? Rabbit. Rabbit. He's going up now. You can join too if you like. No. Get over no. here. No. 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 Yeah. I know. <laughs> what? Pharma said that car is stolen. What? Stolen? Shit! What's that problem, officers? Hold on. Come on, Thorn, I need this. Look, kid, on any other day I'd step in here and show you how to swing, but the car is stolen. God damn it! You gotta get over there and you gotta cuff her. Do it. You're a highway patrolman. Cut it out! Do it. Now turn that off and step out of the car. This is no problem. Hmm? Put your hands in the car and spread them. Oh, now some fun for both of us. Get back get in the car. car! Rabbit, get over there and cuff her. Up against the car. Ma'am, I hate to do this to you, but you... Would you please put your hands behind your back? Now, things are getting kinky, no? Arlo! Love you. Stop. Come on, Radio. 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 So yes, Thorny's young son got to witness that one. In other police business, the captain tries to assist the city police with their investigation of the dead woman in the Winnebago case by telling him about the monkey stickers on the pot matching her tattoo. The police chief, Daniel Von Bargen, doesn't take this information seriously and basically tells the captain to shove off. In the meantime, Carl's persistence with Ursula finally pays off and they hook up one night in the Winnebago that was locked in the city police impound. They also discovered more kilos of weed with the monkey sticker in the Winnebago that was not reported. And this means the city police don't even realize they have hundreds of kilos under their nose. But the troopers now do, and can use this to their advantage, and to find out who's bringing in the reefer. Unfortunately for Thorny, Rabbit tried to get one over on Mac by stealing the impounded Porsche and going on a high-speed chase. However, Farva happened to be getting gas when he was off-duty and saw the Porsche and ended up arresting Rabbit. This means Farva is off radio duty, and Rabbit is demoted to radio duty. And this means Team Ramrod to the chagrin of Ramathorn. Hey, I came up, uh, came up with a great name for our car. Oh, yeah? Get this. 
You're Arcot Ramathorn, Ram, and I'm Rod Farva. Rod. Car Ramrod. Car Ramrod. You get it? Yeah, I got it. Rabbit. Say Car Ramrod. I got a Plymouth Voyager. Say Car Ramrod. Vermont Plates. Hold on. Vermont Plates. Alpha. God. Mustard. One. Niner. Decade. China. Check it. Roger, 23. You didn't say it. Oh, I forgot. I wrote it on the paper. Oh, yeah. For 20 bucks, I'll call the guy a chicken fucker. Easy ride. Easy ride. Easy ride. Easy ride. License and registration. Chicken fucker. <laughs> oh, Farva. And if that wasn't bad enough, wait until he goes to the local burger joint. By the way, the, lo the couple that Farva says chicken fucker to... That's actually Kevin Heffernan's parents. They knew he was going to say something rude, but they weren't prepared for the chicken fucker line. <laughs> Give me a uh, pie, apple. Do you want me to hold the spit? <laughs> Just kidding, Officer Farva. So, um, do you want to dip a size your meal for a quarter more? Want me to punch a size your face for free? Some male figure. I'm his dad. And stop with the whole transfer thing. You know what? I, I gotta go. Let's talk about this later, okay? Okay, bye. Now don't give me any lip. It's just a quarter, and look how much more you get. I said no! It's just 25 cents. Hey, listen, guy. He doesn't want it. I can handle this, Ramathorn. I don't want it! Right. Uh, beverage? Give me a, uh, liter of cola. A what? A liter of cola. Liter of cola? Do we make liter of cola? Well, you just order a large farva. I don't want a large farva. I want a goddamn liter of cola. I don't know what that is. Liter is French. Forgive me some fucking cola before I break Boo's fucking leg. All right, all right, relax. That look like spit to you? Yeah. Ah, fuck it. I feel like a real cop again. Well, I wouldn't get used to it, because you know it's not going to last. Bullshit. I'm not going anywhere. All right, buddy. Hell, we're about to get shut down anyway. Oh, uh, yeah? That's a lot of dimp. What do you do uh, if you get transferred? I don't know. I mean, Bobby doesn't want to leave, and I don't want to leave her and Arlo. So yeah, I, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Uh, who gives a shit? I'm about to win 10 million bucks anyway, right? Are you? What are you going to do with that 10 million bucks? And you can't say buy the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'd buy a $10 million car. Yeah, good investment, but I'd pull you over. Bullshit, you could never catch me. Oh, I could never catch you. Well, if you did, I'd activate my car's wings and fly away. <laughs> I got a good feeling about this. Damn it, you burger punk! You son of a bitch! Who says liters of cola when they order? <laughs> What's funny is Heffernan actually did this at a burger joint which is why it was written into the script. And the reason Farva was so pissed is when he tore off the sticker on the cup to see if he won a prize, the counter guy had punched a hole in the cup so it sprayed cola <laughs> all over Farva. <laughs> so Farva ends up getting arrested by the city police for attacking the burger guy. They strip him naked back at the station and throw powdered sugar on him. The police chief tries to get Farva to spill what he knows about the investigation of the murdered woman, but Farva doesn't crack. However, he also loses his road gig again, and he's back on radio. So the guys on set joke that Heffernan's ass looked like Yoko Ono in the shower scene. What did you find out at the weigh station? My cruiser weighs 16,000 kilograms. <laughs> I just got off the phone with Tom McCarter from the budget committee. This thing with Farva screwed up, pooch. What? They can't lump us in with that fucking Martian? We're all in the same boat, fellas. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. <clears throat> hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? Oh! oh. You're talking about shenanigans, right? Put those away! <clears throat> hey, rabbit. Yeah, I know, you got beautiful, big, brown lips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have your fun, boys, have your fun. 
Because I'm going to start looking for a new job. <sighs> of course, the shenanigans never end here, and we get to see the boys at a gun range using Mac's bulletproof jockstrap cup as their target. Back go! That's it, huh? Oh, CCS Rockman bulletproofing is the tops. Same guys who make our flak jackets. Now, Rabbit, a good cop does what before using his equipment in the field? Uh, they test it? They test it, exactly. Hey, you shooting today, Thorne? Dead on all morning. How about that little fella? Oh, that little guy? I wouldn't worry about that little guy. Good enough for me. You're my man now. I don't get it. How are we going to get into the local impound? There are going to be cops there. <laughs> Most of the local cops will probably already be at the banquet. They'll leave like one or two of the dumbest guys at the station. How you feeling there, Mac? Good enough to fuck your mother! So all we have to do is distract whoever they leave there. Hey, Mac, you still have that Halloween costume? Oh, hell yeah, you don't throw out... <laughs> So if we can get 10 minutes, you and I can get into the impound, get the reefer, and get it to the governor before she leaves? Nice and easy. I like it. All right, you're up. Me? I don't get puke on it. Does it hurt? Uh, you're going to feel a little pinch. Looking good, rabbit. Now don't move. Hang on, buddy. Hey, Cap. Hey, Captain. Bulletproof cup, huh? I invented this gag, rabbit. Only in my day. The rookie got naked. Whoa, whoa. And we also use blanks. You're a sick motherfucker, Mac. Thanks, Chief. So that last scene was shot outside a real-life prison. And while Steve Lemay stood there, just wearing the cup, inmates were pressed against the fence yelling at him. Alright, for most ridiculous comedies, I go all the way through because the plot really doesn't matter. Well, Super Troopers, it's a bit different. Never mind what Ebert thought. Even though the plot is pretty basic, it does have some twists and turns, so I will leave it here. So will the boys be able to break into the police impound with the help of Farm Ursula and show the governor their bust and secure funding for their station? Well, it's not as obvious as you might think. And the governor, actually, is played by none other than one of my all-time favorite actresses to play Wonder Woman, the beautiful Linda Carter. Alright, some fun facts. During the opening scene where the cop car drives backwards at full speed, the stunt driver had a radio in his car to match the precise dialogue from the stoner car to know when to jam on the brakes and then proceed to drive backwards, which is why the timing is so perfect. The transmission also got shot during that scene. Kevin Heffernan and Jim Gaffigan used to constantly be up for the same roles in national commercials. And Heffernan said that Gaffigan would always beat him out. So when Gaffigan was cast in the film, Heffernan was jokingly pissed about it. Alright, we have two guests, two frequent guests, who love comedy and love Super Troopers. One is Bill Roseberry and the other is Eric Sinzax. And we so both talk about Super Troopers and we have a great time doing it because of course we would. And I'll be back next week to talk about yet another random movie from my DVD collection. All right, Meow, he's back. It's Bill Roseberry. <laughs> Welcome back, Bill. Who wants a mustache ride? <laughs> well, I don't know when these are going to come out, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to do seven before Super Troopers. So this is the fun we have with Bill. We can go seven, we can go Super Troopers. And this time we're definitely going something fun. I. I was hoping you'd be like, oh, I want fun, I want fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was just setting you up. I'm just a straight yeah. guy, the straight man here. <laughs> All right, so Super Troopers, this is obviously a ridiculous comedy, um, which I, I love these types of films. And uh, I had never obviously heard of Broken Lizard or any of these guys, and they turned into a pretty awesome you know, comedy team. Uh, how did you hear about this film? And I know I saw this in the theater, but I don't know why it came on my radar i did not see it in the theater um it was one of those movies that you know here it was 2001 when it came out so i right. guess that i was 23 22 23 years old when this came out 
or no, I'm, I know, I guess I was about, I was 24, or 25 when it came out. Anyway, you know, it was one of those movies, a lot of my buddies and stuff, we'd kind of come across some goofy, you know, comedy or something that was going to be raunchy or dumb. And, and we just, one of us would see it and, and, and somebody would say something and then we'd all watch it, you know, and kind of sure. quote it and stuff like that. And one of my buddies had come across this movie somehow and watched it. And then we all started watching. It was one of those movies you'd, you'd have like a, a party or whatever. And you'd all get, you know, get drunk together and watch, you know, watch super troopers, <laughs> you know, it was, it was just fun. I mean, and you're right. And this was Broken Lizard's um, masterpiece, obviously. Sure. Uh, I don't think they've ever, you know, been able to duplicate this. I love uh, Beer Fest, mm-hmm. and uh, and I lo- I really like Super Troopers too, also. But other than that, I'm, that, the Club Dread movie is terrible. I would say that the underrated one that I really enjoy is the Slam and Salmon. I've never watched the Slam. And I, Salmon. I think if you like yeah. Super Troopers, it's it's probably the closest thing to it. Um, it it's because. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan, it plays like the main guy in the, oh. that owns a restaurant. They're all waiters in this fancy restaurant. He was an ex-boxer, so he's almost like kind of like a Mike Tyson uh, oh. character. So I think you might dig it. Give that, give the Slam and Salmon a, a chance. The Slam and Salmon. I'll, yeah. I do vaguely remember that. I'd never seen it though. I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah. So I you, actually like that one more than Beer Fest. I, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I own Beer Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like uh, yeah. I like Beer Fest a lot too, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Super Troopers, like I said, is by far the best one. And I actually just finished watching this last night. I had been watching it, and I wasn't quite done. So last night I uh, popped it in and, and finished it. So this one's really fresh in my mind. I okay. just finished watching it before we recorded. So Yeah, this one's almost like a, it's a combination of like Cheech and Chong and Police Academy, <laughs> if that makes <laughs> sense. Uh, the plot is kind of like, yeah, there's a plot, but it's like there's just there's great gags in this and the characters are, are tremendous. Yeah, I mean, it's more about the type of, you know, hijinks that they're doing. I mean, um, you know, are they like they call them shenanigans? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's far of a. Oh, oh Farm is the best. I you know, a liter of cola. I mean, we were we were quoting that nonstop after this. I, I could probably go the rest of my life with never seeing his dick again. I, <laughs> that's my the worst part of the movie every time. It's uh, like, oh my god. We I guess I guess I can't have Kevin Heffernan on the show then. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean uh uh I mean the only the the only saving grace is I know that I get to see the hot hot german ladies boobs that's true you know, and that that kind of evens out the part that i have to see farva's dick i guess that's true. well it's <laughs> something for everyone bill you know right there you go <laughs> i don't know i don't know if that's for anybody no that's a so, good point he had to get paid he must have gotten paid a lot of money to put that thing on they Farf, talked so. about it in the because yeah. these guys were all college friends this oh exactly right. yeah so uh, yeah i'm sure that this was all by design I, they still give him uh they give him shit for for what he had to go through plus he's got like powdered sugar or whatever kind of flour on him that uh that makes it even worse it was powdered sugar yeah he said i remember uh jay and i can't pronounce his last name who thor played thorny who wrote wrote and directed it he's kind yeah. of the leader of the group i heard him in a interview and um there, there was some kind of a bet or something that heffernan lost mm. is why he had they, to <laughs> why he had to do that there was something that they did um and, and he was it, it was some in you know uh inside joke between all of them and they're always doing stuff like that i guess they're they, like you said they were all buddies in college and and created this comedy team and you know wouldn't that be fun to have a group of your buddies and be able to be able to come up and get famous together like that and form oh absolutely well that's why i love oh my god i love what certain filmmakers do like you know i love that sandwar always has kind of the same kind of cast of characters mm-hmm. and uh joe dante of course who did like gremlins and piranha and and how like he has the similar um actors i i like that yeah i like that they they uh, stay loyal to the to those guys uh okay so we get into you just rewatch this what are your some of your well who's your favorite character and then who, who what are some of your favorite gags i would probably say man i like mac an awful lot okay mac is mac Steve is Lemmy. pretty awesome when when he's getting shot in the the uh <laughs> the junk yeah cup. yeah <laughs> keep getting shot in the junk i mean i was watching that last night i was like oh my lord 
Um, uh, some of my other favorite parts were that, and of course, you know, the, when they pull the, the, uh, when Thorny and rabbit pull over the, the German couple and, sure. you know, and, and they have to arrest them and then Thorny taking them back to his house, you know, and stuff and him and his wife doing girlfriend doing swinger stuff with them. I mean, no, obviously that whole thing was great. And just the very beginning with Thorny and rabbit fucking with the college kids is great. Oh yeah. That, you know, that, pull over. Yeah. I can't pull over any further, man. <laughs> And they're going uh, in reverse, like, you know, 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Littering and littering (laughs) and. Well, there's some great cameos. Like Jim McGaffigan is in the. the, Oh, yeah. The meow. uh, I was going to bring that one up, too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. License and registration. Meow. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. Are you saying meow? (laughs) Do I look like a cat to you? Do I? Am I moving around all nimbly, bimbly like? (laughs) Well, they were saying, like, because this movie is so ridiculous. I mean, it's for a certain type of audience. But uh, getting Brian Cox, who plays the the captain of their team, I mean, he is a well-regarded, you know, well-renowned actor. And so uh, the fact that they say that he had such a great sense of humor on this, I think, adds some uh, some fun to it when you get, like, serious actors who appear in, in these types of films. I agree. I mean, Brian Cox being one of the main characters was probably a, a big sell for this movie because sure. it was... Uh, you know, a big time act because nobody knew who who Broken Lizard was. Knew no. any of these guys? They'd never seen any of these guys before this movie. The, I mean, obviously, you know, you get Jim, Jim Gaffigan with a bit part, and there you had um, Linda Linda uh, Carter, Carter, Wonder Wonder Woman. Yep. Yeah, Wonder Woman is the as the governor, and she's mm-hmm. got a bit part. And the guy who played the chief of the local police had been around in a lot of things for for years before this he had been on seinfeld yeah daniel von bargain yep yeah i couldn't remember his name but yeah Mm -hmm. he he was he was obviously somebody that was recognizable to a lot of people too but a lot of these the people in this movie you know you'd never seen before you know um and uh but it just worked because the writing was so great and the skits were so awesome i mean the part where uh where rabbits acting like he's uh, fucking the bear. Oh, right. Keep, <laughs> it's like this hillbilly. The local the cops are, oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, what does he do? Is that, is the bear, is he, and he gets on the mic, now, sir, are you, are you okay? And they, you know, and then finally he's like, hey, bear fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I and love you, that. Yeah, he's got the false teeth in where he's missing teeth, and nobody yeah. from that angle can see it, but he, he went all in on his character. Right. Oh, yeah, he went all in. But what what I picked up last night watching it, pay attention if you see it when you watch it. Pay attention uh-huh. while the cop is on the megaphone. Pay attention to the people, the crowd behind him. Yeah. And they're just cracking up. They're yes. probably just extras, Absolutely. I'm guessing. Yep. And they are losing it. I mean, they're laughing. They're I mean, and that's that's almost as hilarious as anything else is the, the the crowd you know reacting to what's going on and the two cops getting pissed off and confused and yeah yeah oh i love that's i love that you brought that up because there are certain movies like that where they just kind of leave in those those happy accidents or you know they used to do it on tv all the time like saturday right. Live being an obvious one you know J- jimmy fallon was famous for that but yeah no i okay. agree i i love when they do that stuff because it, you're not going to retake it it's it works for the scene because somebody would be laughing you know if they were in the crowd right i mean and, and you know it just it just gives it a little bit more of a of a reality to it you know right um the more believable stuff can be, the more your 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 viewers are going to connect to it. You know, well, I think it, that's why so. airplane works so well because they play it mm-hmm. straight. Uh, you know, right. what they're saying is absolutely ridiculous, but the fact that they they are saying it like it it's uh, you know totally legitimate makes it even funnier. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Well, obviously, Farva. Pretty much any scene Farva's in, they just you know him going after the. Um, the fast food cork because he thinks he's oh yeah yeah hey we got a cheeseburger it's for a cop yeah what's that mean you're gonna spit in it oh no it's just gonna make it better yeah don't spit in that cop's burger (laughs) oh it's great (laughs) oh uh one of the other lines that my buddies would always say were uh when uh farva's talking to rabbit he's telling that charlie pride story (laughs) <laughs> and he goes, Mr. Sunshine on my goddamn shoulder, John Denver. 
And so, yeah, my one of my buddies says that all the time. Or when um, uh, Thorny is um, he's on the computer, and he's like, enhance, enhance, yeah. enhance. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like little things where like super fans will just pick up on the little uh, intricacies of, of this uh, of this plot. Okay, so you you briefly touch upon Super Troopers too. Well, well, we won't get into um, uh, the specifics because eventually we will cover it as a specific episode. But uh, how did you feel about this as a sequel? Because it's always tough when something comes out so so long after the original. You know, I guess maybe because it had been so long and because I'm so used to the sequels kind of losing something, I I just I didn't go into it with a lot of. Uh, expectations mm-hmm. and i was pleasantly surprised i thought it was i thought it was pretty damn funny and and uh you know the plot the plot structure of super troopers 2 might have been a little bit better than the first one i mean mm-hmm. i don't know the first one was more about the slapstick and the hijinks i mean obviously yeah. there is a there is a plot to it i mean and they they solved the case and yeah anybody if you watch this movie you gotta stick around for the credits yeah. And uh, and the very end, because it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's, I, so. I would say that's the gotcha moment of the plot. And it's not really that much of a plot point. It's just it's fun. No. Yeah, I mean, that's what this movie. I mean, this movie's just you just got to kind of turn off your brain and just be ready for some immature, sophomoric, just stupid jokes and, and yeah, just fun. Yeah. Well, I, I think mean, you, I, I love you bring up a good point stuff. about the sequel. I think they had to have a, a good plot for the sequel because when they don't, and you just you're just going to retread old jokes, and so I think that that was smart <clears throat> to almost have a better plot for the sequel compared to the first. Yeah, I mean, and, and obviously it's never going to match the brilliance of this first one. No, but, uh, but I mean, they did it. They did a good job on it. It's not like you know we've talked about it with the hangover movies and and i i don't oh, yeah. dislike the hangover part 2 uh i i don't care about hangover 3 i don't even own it mm-hmm. i watched it one time and was like all right you know i've seen this twice now so sure. i don't need to see it a third time mm-hmm. but you know you know hangover part 2 if you really want to break it down and look at they basically just made the same movie they just switched some things around and changed some things around right. you know Super Troopers Two didn't quite do that. They they changed it up some, you know. So you it was you know you're revisiting the same characters, but there's there's a some a few things that are a little bit different to it. Sometimes comedies get wrapped up and kind sure. of just redoing the same, rehashing the same things. Because let's face it, a lot of comedies it's not there for plot structure necessarily. Sure. You know, it's. It's more about the the humor, you know, and those moments and the delivery of things. And the comparison between the Hangover and and Super Troopers is interesting. I think the main difference being the Super Troopers was such a low budget and it did well for the budget, but the sequel was never. I mean, I think it was crowdfunded for Super Troopers too. So yes. it can actually be a little bit looser, where there was so much money invested in a sequel to the Hangover, right. the original was so successful that they had to get it right because they had a lot riding on it. So uh, yeah, that's. Uh, but and in, 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 but for a fan, then you're just like, okay, well, we know what you're doing. You're just you're playing it safe. Well, you bring up that. I mean, I, all right, let's let's use Anchorman for example. Yeah, exactly. I think Anchorman was more like Super Troopers. Yeah, that, that they didn't have a big money budget there. That it was raised more by fans and things. And Anchorman Two, I think, is awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went to the show to see it, and I've been so excited that they were coming out with Anchorman Two, and it wasn't. It can't even touch the original one. I mean, I. I don't. I don't own it. I do own Super Troopers too. I mean, I was pleasantly entertained by that yeah. movie and laughed. Laughed. I can't have you on for. I can't have you on for Anchorman too. Then I. I don't mind it. I definitely don't like it as much as the first, but I, I don't mind it that much. No, I was. I wasn't a big fan of the original Anchorman. Oh my oh, it's god! Great. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. One of my. One of my favorites. But uh, yeah, I'm a big Will Ferrell fan too. Oh, but, me too. Uh, well, but, it, yeah. It, I'll wrap it up with this because uh, there is a TV show that's been on uh, True TV, uh, I think for two seasons, called Tacoma FD. Uh, it's the fire department in, in Tacoma. And uh, Farva, Kevin, Kevin Heffernan's like the, the chief, and then Mac, who's Steve Lemmy, mm-hmm. is like kind of his underling. Um, have you seen that yet? 
No, I have not. I knew that was on, but I have not watched it. Is, have you? Is it any good? Or? I like it. I, I, I have a lot of fun with it. Um, it's not... Uh, you could definitely see Broken Lizard um, ties, and there's some Super Trooper fun in it, because obviously instead of being cops, they're, they're fire uh, firemen. But uh, I, I enjoy it. I think it's good, especially for a, a half an hour, you know, quick little comedy series. So if you can find it, I think it's uh, it's not... There's worse ways to spend your time. Yeah, I, I have not watched it. I knew it was out, and, and it's just those two guys. None of the other ones are on it. Right, exactly. And now you will okay. see uh, there is... Um, God, there's one guy. Oh, uh, Foster, uh, Paul Soder. Okay, yeah. He, he appears in it every now and then. He's like on a rival um, uh, fire station. But for the most part, it's just uh, Heffernan and Lemmy. Okay, yeah. That's all I'd ever seen in the uh, in the previews. So, But the new characters yeah. they have in there, uh, they're fun. Like, I, I think it's well done. I hope they continue it. Yeah. So, yeah, Super Troopers, though, I mean, cult classic. It's one that I I go to often, and if I see it on TV, I'll stop and watch it, and it cracks me up every time. I mean, oh it yeah, doesn't, doesn't really get old. You can watch this at any spot, and uh, you you're good to go. <laughs> so. Yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other skits that they did there. That uh, when uh, Farva walks up, he's like, "I'll call the guy a chicken fucker." <laughs> Yo, that, I'm glad you brought that up. Do you know who those? That, that was his actual parents in the car. No way! I didn't yes. know that. Yeah, and so he—they didn't know exactly what he was going to say. They just—they're, you know, he, so <laughs> that's great. I, yeah, I love that one. Chicken fucker registration, chicken fucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the cotton candy—that was another one at the ball game. Yes, yes. they give the cotton candy to the guy, and he shoves it on the other guy's head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did he say to him? I can't remember now the line. I was—I th- didn't write it down last night, but uh, yeah. uh, it's a giant cotton candy, and the guy behind him can't see it. Right, and he ends up taking the cotton candy and like basically beating the guy's ass with it. Right, he, like shoves it on top of his head and is like beating him up with it. It's yeah. the other—I um, think it's the other police station that that is causing the problem. I think, right? Right, yeah, they're over there, and and um, the highway, yeah. Highway Patrol guys buy the giant cotton candy for the other right. guys. I think it was Mac that yeah. uh, that did it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that's when. Um, oh, oh, what is his name? He gets. He, he's the one that's it. That's having a fling with the uh, female officer. Um, he gets hit in the face with the with a foul ball when he's trying to eat a snow cone or something like that. Or she gets. Hit or in the she face. gets hit yeah. in the face. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was uh, Foster. Foster, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Paul, Paul Soder, yeah, it was, um, that was Foster that was talking to her, yeah, but then they, then Mac bought the the cotton candy for right. the the <laughs> other guy sitting there in the stands, yeah, it's funny, and the guy's yeah. like, hey, move your big ass cotton candy, and he turns around and starts beating him up with it, yeah, it's hilarious. Well, that's right, they're also like a little league game, and they're like, what yeah. they like giving the other guy a brush back fish, <laughs> like they're like eight years old, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> So good. That was pretty funny. So, well, as always, thank you so much, Bill, and uh, we'll be talking soon. All right. Thanks, man. Okay. We're back with frequent guests and always a lot of fun. Eric Sinzak. Welcome back, Eric. Oh, thanks, Brian. I'm, I'm glad I'm always a lot of fun. Thank you. Well, you are. And, and this is the perfect movie, I think, if you're a lot of fun. Uh, how could you not like Super Troopers? Uh, when I was, we always go through a list of movies that you would be interested in. And when I mentioned this one, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's I got to do. Uh, yeah, I love Super Troopers. It's it's great. And whenever it's on, I just I automatically just I leave it on. It's just so good to watch. It's so fun. And just it's it's a great indulgence. It is, and uh, yeah, it's the type of movie you can put on at any time. The plot is the plot is there. We can get into that, but it's really not about the plot <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, no, it's nothing to do with plot. It is all all about just gag. It's all it is. Now, how did you first hear about this movie? Because I, I remember I did see it in the theater, uh, but I have no idea why I saw it in the theater because uh, I hadn't heard of Broken Wizard at that point. I hadn't either, and I never saw it in a theater, and it was one of those things where it was like, I, I heard, I had a friend who told me, he was like, oh, God, you got to watch this movie, and I was like, <laughs> what? And I was like, no. I was like, this does not look like what I, no, it looks so terrible. <laughs> and I was like, I thought it was just one of these stupid, you know, attempts at humor, mm-hmm. but 
after watching it and then seeing Brian Cox was in it and just, you know, seeing how witty it was and how they were able, you know, I, th- I thought it was actually very well done. And, you know, it's not as it's better than beer fest and it's better than, you know, but it, sure. They, they've actually done a great job with this and I, I thought it was great. And the way it's filmed is great. So, you know, they, <laughs> the, it, it's really good. The comedy is, the comedy is very well made and it, it's so quotable and character. They rounded out the character so well. Kevin Heffernan as Farva was so, was so funny. And oh. he's, he's, he is such a caricature of the <laughs> dumbass cop you always want to make fun of. But, you know, it's like, oh, it's it's so good. I mean, that's that's why I think it's such a great movie, because it's so quotable and so memorable and such the scenes are so memorable. Oh, yeah. I mean, Favre alone with the, the leader of Cola. And because <laughs> uh, I think that really happened, like they all this stuff came from, you know, them knowing each other so well, like a lot of these gags. Uh, we're, we're true to life for them. And, and you're totally spot on with Brian Cox. If anything, I mean, I, I think they were shocked to get him because he's a pretty, you know, well, well-respected actor. Yeah. It, it, casting is something like that. It's like, who do you cast for something? And it's like all of a sudden somebody at a table is probably saying, well, screw it. Let's just ask Brando to do something, you know, <laughs> or something like that. And it's like, that's probably happened with Co- with Brian Cox. They're like, who do we get a kind of a curmudgeon to play the the you know, the Sarge. And they said, well, screw it. I like Brian Cox. Let's ask him. And everybody's like, yeah, he's never going to do this. And he probably said, yeah, I'll do it. And they're like, what? (laughs) Well, I think, I think actors like that sometimes just want to do something out of their comfort zone, like something completely ridiculous. And this fits. Yeah. And he's so good. I mean, you know, when he's comes his little, you know, especially when he gets drunk and he goes crazy. And that 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 to me was my favorite part. But, you know, when he's telling him, you guys are out of control, you guys are just <laughs> out, of your, out of fucking control. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just love it when he gets all stirred up and, you know, and everything. That That's my favorite. Well, he is perfect. I mean, he's that father figure they need. Uh, not that it really helps them because they're going to do what they're going to do, but you need to have you need to have it at least there, you know. Yeah, he's he's really great, and I I think it's uh, <laughs> when my like what is it what is it when he says it says when my shank turns purple, <laughs> you know, <It's> like <laughs> that, when they're talking like that. When he, he and was it Farva later on quotes him like that and says when he's standing out there on the road he says something to the same effect. It's like he's trying he's making fun of him. So I can't imagine like in the background if if Brian Cox is like did he really just make fun of me <laughs> it's like <laughs> they imitate me <laughs> yeah. oh man well one of the great um you know watching this now i mean back then i didn't know who he was but having jim gaffigan as a cameo uh oh, was yeah. great uh but then at that point i had no idea who jim gaffigan was and he wound up in one of the most memorable scenes is the meow scene you know exactly the, yeah all right so what, what are some of your favorite scenes uh from from the film i'm taking uh, there's got to be a lot yeah uh I like the fact that yeah, my favorite scene, of course, has got to be with Farva, you know, the leader cola scene where he's given <laughs> grief to the to the kid at the counter because he goes with it so long. And it's like, you know, and Thorny's there trying to t- calm him down. And the kid, he's just ramping up, getting worse and worse. And the kid's on the mic. And it's like, he's like, it's for a cop. Yeah. Fit in it. Yeah. <laughs> Telling him about the burger. Yeah. You know. And, and finally, he just winds up just jumping over the counter, and that's just right. lo- he loses it. So that one is is great. Um, oh, and I have to tell you this honestly, and the scene that makes me lose it absolutely every time I watch it mm-hmm. has got to be toward the end is when he's got the suit on, when the rook has got the suit on, and he's screwing the bear. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> he's got the teeth in and and, and all that. But... <laughs> yes, and and the other cops, the city cops, are on the mic and they don't know what to do. They're completely floored by looking at this. And he goes, "Hey, you bear, bear fucker." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that and they got you could tell the extras, uh, the real like just real people because they're laughing like they're laughing like it's a real like if that's what they would really be doing if if this was you know happening in real life. Yeah, they just can't believe what they're looking at there's i love that scene that, that one i can't every time i watch that i just you know some stuff you watch a hundred times and you kind of sure. giggle at a little bit but that one i just cannot just i just bust a gut laughing at every time i watch that 
Oh, I'm like that with certain movies, too. It doesn't matter when certain scenes come on. Like, I, I know it's coming. I know I've laughed at it a million times, but I still laugh. And, and, and that sounds like that's one for you. It is. Yeah, it is. Okay, we'll kind of get into the plot here. Do you care about the plot at all? I mean, it, it does kind of like wrap up in a nice little bow, but it, does it even matter to you? I think the plot's cute because it's funny. Um, you know, and they, uh, it, I like the fact that they had the Johnny Chimpo thing. Yeah. And they had the the weed bust, and then it goes to Galakanukas, and then Galakanukas is the guy who's, you know, who's a part of the, you know, and they, they tie it up to the, the local cops being the culprit. You know, so it, it does it does make sense. It's kind of funny, but it's more of a vehicle for the laughs. But, you know, it, it actually was some thoughtful writing put in there. And I appreciate that in a comedy, you know, in a zany comedy. So they did tr- they did try to make it kind of kind of fun and interesting. And I, I like the, you know, the, the funny thing where he says it's Afghanistan animation. You right. know, where it's, <laughs> they they use Johnny Chimpo as as sort of like the trademark, and I thought that was that was funny. Instead of Japanimation, where if you, right. you remember that anime before anime was called anime, it was Japanimation. That's right. Yeah, and and he called it Afghanistan animation. So that's a throwback. And kids, if any kids are listening, they they're like, "What's Japanimation?" Well, that's it's anime. Yeah. yeah, that's anime. <laughs> well, and and I think you and I are probably in the same boat. I love the Police Academy movies, all of them, when, when I was growing up. And this seems like a, a real throwback to those two. And those plots were pretty loose as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you couldn't. It, it was definitely not. They weren't writing Schindler's List or anything no. like that. So it wasn't, you know, this was pretty much just as just just get something down on paper, slick and surface, just so it it's a vehicle to make these people laugh and that's about it. So yeah. yeah, it was, it was okay though. It was fun. The other great cameo they get is, uh, the original wonder woman, Linda Carter to play the governor. Yes. And I, I thought that was cute. I thought that was fun. And, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a big Linda Carter fan. I like her, you know, sure. I like seeing her and stuff. So th- I think that's really neat. So absolutely. Now, did you see the sequel? It came out, I think either last year or the year before. You know, I haven't seen it. Uh, I got to be honest. I just, I'm not real big on watching some of the stuff that, you know, sequels and stuff like this. If if it's the originals there, I like it. I'm just like, okay, that's it. It's good enough for me. I don't want to ruin it by seeing something that's sort of half-assed. Yeah. And that's fair because it did, I mean, as I've always talked about with, with other guests, if you don't, you, you have a certain window with sequels, and sometimes when you wait too long, and this would have been almost, God, 20 years. Um, yeah. It's not bad, though. It, it, they did it for the right reasons. It wasn't a big budget. It was crowdfunded. Um, mm. It's enjoyable. It's not as good as the first, but it's enjoyable. So I don't I don't think it would ruin the legacy if you saw it. I think it's, uh, if you can find it for free. Uh, I'm sure. Can, I, yeah, yeah, I can find it. I, I, I should give it a shot, you know. <laughs> The other one, uh, which is completely separate, that I really enjoy, that has um, Kevin Heffernan and uh, Steve Lemmy, is the TV show Tacoma FD. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have, and that's very funny. I like that. Yeah, I think I've I think I've watched that a couple times. Yeah, between that and the um, <laughs> the incessant reruns of Practical Jokers, that's pretty much all that's on True TV. <laughs> Yeah, and occasionally, like on the weekends, I'll find, um, like you know, what is that? The world's dumbest. I'll see that on yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so to wrap up, how often do you go back to this? Just whenever it's on. Just I'll I'll, ca- I'll catch it here and there. Just if it's on Comedy Central, I'll leave it on. Do have now? Have your kids seen this? Yeah, they've watched it just with me, just on there. You know, if it's on, if it's on, like you know the movie channel or something on cable where it's not, it's not where it's uncut. I won't let them watch it. Cause of okay. course, you know, obviously <laughs> sure <laughs> fair uh, enough. because of a couple scenes, but you know, they they'll watch the edited version. So do they find it funny? Yeah, sort of. It's, you know, it's a little more than their humor, but you know, they, I don't know. My kids have a different sense of humor about stuff, but my older one, he, he laughs at it. He thinks it's funny, but they got, my kids have a short attention span with some things. So, okay. Well, that actually, now I'm, I'm curious. So what, what do they find absolutely hilarious? What would be a movie that, that would be their go-to movie? You know, some of the things they watch, they, you know, 
I don't know. My kids watch YouTube more than they watch movies. Yeah, that's so, what things are leaning to now. It's crazy. Yeah, and I, I have a hard time getting them to sit and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, but it's really interesting because the other day, it's like I made, I had my son watch The Terminal. Oh, okay, you know, yep. With Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. And yep. it was on, and I told him about this movie. I wanted to, I kind of did a little experiment and wanted to see, because I really like The Terminal with Tom Hanks. I just, I did a rewatch of it. I watched it once, and then I did a rewatch of it the other day, and, mm-hmm. and I told my son, and my, and my son's 18, and, you know, he does a lot, he watches a lot of stuff on YouTube, and I said, okay, let's, let's see how you do with this. And I said, I was, I didn't really, you know, I was kind of doing this little psychological thing. I said, oh, this movie's great. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I said, yeah, just, just movies about this guy. And he was stuck in an airport. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he was like, oh, really? And he went and watched it all the way through on his own and loved it. And I said, mm. yeah, I talk about these movies all the time, like Super Troopers. And I told him about that. And I told him about all these other films. He goes, oh, maybe I should start watching these movies. <laughs> planting the seed, planting the seed. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting, I mean, it's it's like the Gen Z culture now. It's TikTok, and they can last for 30 seconds, and, and that's it. And I think that's really, it's a shame because hopefully they grow out of it. Because if not, uh, movies are going to die <laughs> because yeah. if they, if you can't even sit through a, a you know an hour and a half movie. Ugh, I don't know. Well, I mean, in, people aren't going to theater right now. I mean, well, they're oh. getting back to it because sure. of COVID. You know, everybody got knocked out of the theater. So, but I mean... They're opening back up, and hopefully we can all sort of get back to a sense of time when we can go sit and dedicate an hour and a half, two hours to actually getting in front of a big screen and just paying attention to that, you know? Yeah. Well, I find it fascinating, and, and I don't know who brought it up, but it's it's so spot on. If I see if I see a movie that's you know two and a half hours, I'm like, oh, do I really want to sit for two and a half hours for the movie? But I'll find no problem sitting through a Netflix series in six parts that's five hours long and binge watch. Yeah. It's just this weird, uh-huh. like it's all mental. <laughs> like to to sit through a two and a half hour movie seems too long, but to watch binge watch, you know, five hours of a of a TV show, that nah, no problem at all. That's that's really different. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. That that's where we're at now. But in any case, if you want a quick fun uh film and 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 not really have to, you know, think about anything, I think Super Troopers <laughs> is the perfect movie on a on a lazy weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I I this is one definitely. It's not cerebral, but very <laughs> enjoyable. Definitely a funny bone film. Well, and that's the thing. I I think it, people take for granted like how it it's it's not easy to write films like this. You would think it would be, but it's actually hard. Oh, yeah, because, you, you you know, it's like people say the cutting room floor. But, you know, think about how much stuff ends up on the writing room floor with this this right here, because, you know, they're, they're, they've got to be writing and, and and just throwing stuff away, just writing and throwing stuff away because stuff yeah. just does not work. And, and it has to be really hard to write comedy. Well, yeah. And you don't know. And, and these guys seem like very much improv. Because uh, they're a comedy troupe, so you, you just don't know what is going to fall flat and what's going to what's going to take off. Yeah, yeah, and I I often wonder what they, how much stuff they did on screen that was working, and then maybe like like hold on, time out, let's let's do this a little different, and then they just started breaking themselves up, and they're like, okay, let's just keep that, you know, because right. since they're they're improvisational in a lot of ways, I'm sure that you know the writing just didn't work in some things and they just went ahead and just improv the, you know, a big chunk of it. So <laughs> sure. And that's definitely where, uh, you know, um, film screenings and, and testing comes into play to find, you know, to, to test with audiences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, as always, Eric, thank you so much. And I, I know you're going to be back on real soon. Oh, thanks, Brian. I'll be happy to come back. Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad Beat. Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on ThatMetalStation.com.